Welcome back to the Mami Show. This is your host, Rohit. Today we have Marie, the founder of Growth Channel. Thank you, Marie, for getting into the show. Thanks very much, Rohit, for having me today. Um, so, Marina Borushkina, uh, my um, background is in digital marketing. Happy to be here today and talk a little bit about Web3 marketing with you guys. Um, tuning in from Austin, Texas. I think you've been into programmatic advertising for a long while now. So, we were talking about a lot in the advertising, especially programmatic and into the Web3, you know. So, would you like to give a quick intro about yourself first, like how you got started with everything and how you get into this and how long it take you to get into this you are now? So uh, my background in digital marketing uh, spans back up to 15 years. I uh, was working initially with Allianz, with Philips, helping build their digital marketing capabilities, then also had my marketing agency, Southern Markets Group. Uh, maybe some of you know it, was pretty big in fintech and blockchain industry. Um, and uh, after the exit, uh, started working on Girls Channel, trying to automate lots of those uh, marketing activities and bringing it into the platform. Uh, with Girls Channel, we don't just focus on programmatic, although that's a big part of what we do. We also help with um, marketing planning, strategy, uh, identifying uh, past event attendees, as well as running programmatic ads. Uh, I think we'll go beyond uh, just the programmatic space as our vision is to really help businesses get faster from a campaign idea to successful campaign execution using multiple channels. Um, but we did start with programmatic uh, to the point and have got lots of great uh, case studies and use cases uh, across different verticals. So if you're talking about the programmatic advertising, like would you like to say about events and programmatic advertising? So um, a few uh, different strategies that we developed at Girls Channel um, are focused around the events. And for example, in Web3 world and blockchain and NFTs, there are lots of events, meetups, conferences happening. And uh, what we figured out is that people attending those events usually are really what we call intent-based audiences. So people who are really actively looking into the topic, looking to engage and meet other folks in the industry. Uh, so what we're able to do with Curse Channel is really go back after 12 months in the past, anywhere in the US, identify people who attended those specific events at any date, uh, any location in the US, um, any physical event, and then um, build those persona profiles. So identify the customer profile, people who attended, uh, as well as identify device IDs that you can use for advertising on any platform pretty much these days, as well as identify the opt-in email addresses. And uh, email marketing is a big channel for most verticals, most businesses these days. So this just gives more power um, to any advertising campaign um, or any marketing campaign overall. And um, during the event itself, just like targeting people on their mobile device IDs and on digital screens, being at TV screens or billboards outside of the venue mm -hmm. uh, with Gross Channel becomes a reality um, with no minimum ad spend requirements. You would think like, hey, programmatic, I must probably have to spend a fortune, um, but actually no. So um, not necessarily, at least with our platform, no minimums even for premium channels like digital out of home, digital billboards and, and screen TVs. And according to you, like how to build a campaign using programmatic advertising? 
Yeah, so uh, our platform pretty straightforward. It takes just like a few minutes. Uh, so you set up the audience targeting, for example, which locations uh, or dates if you're using uh, events data, but you can also build using the pre-built audience segments. Uh, we connect with about 50 different data providers and we have NFT and Web3 and crypto blockchain. Uh, audiences that are already preset and available via LiveRamp, uh, Bombora, Yota, uh, Nielsen, MediaMath, and so on. So you can actually just um, tick uh, basically and select the audience you want and select the channels you want to target them on. And so basically just target those specific audiences and the channels. You define your budget, uh, launch dates, end dates of the campaign, and boom, upload your creative, then you're done. According to you, like programmatic advertising, is it something which everyone should do or is it something specifically specifically for any specific industry or like you know like is it for all those companies who have already did a bunch of advertising but wanted to generate much more conversions into the advertising so anything specifics you have yeah so i would say like uh, lots of companies think it's mainly for like retail or big big brands, uh, but with uh, platforms like Growth Channel with no minimums, uh, any company of any size can use programmatic advertising. I would say you not everyone needs it. So for example, if you already have five channels uh, for marketing that are working well for you, yeah, maybe, maybe you don't need programmatic advertising. Everything is working for you already, but if you're still struggling to figure out, okay, how am I going to get better ROI from my marketing activities and my marketing spend, uh, then maybe you should consider um, doing some programmatic advertising. It works especially well if you're looking to build uh, branding awareness uh, or drive traffic to the website, but we also have lots of conversion-based um, use cases that have worked well. And what would you like to say about like how to like identify customer persona using data, you know? I gave already an example around events. So for example, you can uh, build customer profiles based on people who attended those very specific events uh, in the past, but you can also identify the personas from your website visits, even on like very specific pages or landing pages. You can also identify based on the industry benchmarks and uh, competitors' website visits. Um, you can also build them, of course, via like surveys and questionnaires, which is a little bit more traditional. Uh, however, you can also automate lots of those uh, efforts with some of the data partners where they have the scale and then you don't need to manage the whole survey yourself. And how would you like to explain something regarding the growth hacking, like growth hacking, victim growth hacking? Um, so I think like growth hacking has lots of elements to it, right? So it can be applied for product, for sales, for marketing. I would focus mainly on the marketing component of it. Uh, so if you talk, let's say growth hacking for marketing specifically, uh, one of the ways people look at it is like, hey, it's just digital marketing, but actually it's not because digital marketing mainly focuses on like top of the funnel. So everything that you would do to before people would actually sign up for like becoming a lead basically. But growth marketing or growth hacking for marketing is basically covering that whole funnel. Even when they sign up and become a customer, like are you gonna engage with them? Are you gonna retain them? Are you gonna delight them? Are you gonna bring your referrals or not? But it's actually covering that whole journey um, and in a process. Few ideas uh, you may wanna consider um, if you haven't yet for like Web3 specifically. 
lots of folks are going into this influencer marketing thing, but um, one thing maybe you should consider doing is uh, making pain with micro influencers. Those are usually the ones that are maybe not as popular, basically not the ones who are celebrities. However, those who have the highest engagement uh, with their followers. So that, that could be on various platforms, uh, being a TikTok or Instagram or YouTube, Twitter, Reddit, you name it. But basically identify people who truly believe in your project. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't need to have million followers, but I'd say they have uh, 10K plus uh, and they're super passionate about what you do and they have high engagement uh, with their audience and their followers uh, who are actually responding and having conversations on their channels, definitely consider them for your campaign building. So that would be like my number one tip. Um, the second tip I can also give you is just like consider building a community if you haven't yet, and it doesn't need to be always on Discord. Uh, so there are other channels uh, that have worked well for Web3 projects as well, like Telegram or Reddit. Um, sometimes Twitter uh, works well as well. I have seen a few times when TikTok has worked very well and there are even like agencies that are specialized uh, in TikTok marketing uh, for Web3 and you know a few other uh, verticals. Uh, that are similar to this. So uh, definitely consider different channels. You don't need to just have one channel that's driving everything for you. So uh, consider multiple channels for the marketing. Um, That would be like one of the components, but don't test too many things at the same time because (laughs) you cannot do everything at once. So maybe consider testing like up to three channels at a time. So let's say uh, if you test, let's say, TikTok and Instagram and Twitter, and then you figure out what's working, what not, then you can add another channel uh, and so on. And what would you like to see about like, is it growth hacking for any size of business? Like let's say the startup is getting into the market. Is it for those as well? Or is it just for mid-size has been running for last five years or is it for just enterprises running for last bunch of years? Yeah, it can be for, for startups pre-product even so um, growth hacking is really more about experimentation so it's really adding that level of experimentation where you have maybe tests or multivariate tests or you have a hypothesis you want to test basically you have the objective you figure out hey uh, let's say we want to sell to I don't know let's say game producers just to give you an example, right? I'm going to sell to game producers. Let's see how many of them are interested yeah. in buying whatever we are trying to sell to them. Um, and let's say you have 100 people on the list. Um, we're going to send them this email sequence and we're going to test if at least 1% says, yes, I'm interested in having a follow-up conversation. Then we're going to proceed with the project. If, you know, we have less than 1% um, uh, people who are interested, then we are we are, we are going to look into the different market or different project, for example, right? And that would be uh, a growth hacking experiment. Lastly, you know, like it's all about Web3, like in a big version. What would you like to say is the best is to promote the Web3 project? You know, big one for me too. My Web3 project is coming next year as well. Be conscious about that aspect too. That's awesome. I will I will look out for your email campaign or whatever you want to shoot me. Um, but um, yeah, definitely. I mean, like there are different ways uh, that you can use to to promote your Web three project. I would say 
if you do it step by step, definitely have a landing page that explains what, what you're doing, why you're doing it, what's the solution, who you're targeting, like figure out who you're targeting. That would be number one priority, even before you have anything up in life. Um, have that landing page ready even before you go live so that you can capture leads even before you get live to build, help you build that community. Get building the community early on. So then when you are live, you, have, you can send that announcement to thousands, maybe millions of people. Um, so that will be like a few of those steps. Then figure out what's going to be the, the journey of, of, of like your customers or the followers, whomever you're going to be in your community, like which are the different touch points you want to engage them with across, you know, the point whenever they're going to be alongside your project. Like how do you want to bring them from awareness like being aware about your project down to like, hey, you want to, you know, them subscribe, you want them invest, what do you want to, what do you want them to do? What's the main goal, right? And how do you want to engage with them after that goal? So all of that should be captured with touch points, meaning like channels, as well as the different content components that you want to plan. Um, could be like, you can run different contests. Those are usually really well, uh, but you can also do like email campaigns, um, social um, stuff and stuff like this. Um, community is really important. So definitely get that part in place before the launch. Um, and then for different channels, um, like email is working well, usually uh, daily updates um, and uh, having really that visibility uh, and engagement influencers, especially micro-influencers can really help you boost that as well. Um, I would say I haven't seen that many times that PR really helped, but you can definitely add it to your mix of channels. Once you see some other channels are working, then you can add it, but it's not going to be the sole channel that's going to bring everything to you. So definitely not overdo the PR plans. Um, but yeah, that would be just like a few pointers. We have a great blog article, um, the ultimate guide uh, on growth channel blog. So definitely check it out if uh, you're launching anything. What's the common in all the successful NFT projects in the market, like BAYC, CryptoPunks, uh, Doodles, or um, like a bunch of them, you know, like Doodles, BAYC, CryptoPunks, BeFriends, one is there. Like what's common in all of these? Like these guys have a bunch of millions and just selling these JPEGs, you know, like what's the one thing? Uh, well, community is a big one and teasing the community before uh, the project is live, like pre-sale and stuff like this is, is a big deal. Um, and definitely influencers have played a big role in those campaigns. I mean, to give you an example from personal experience, like I'm following Shakira on her Instagram. She's been posting all around about the like the NFTs and web priest she's joined, and it's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, you know, having increasing that reach through community influencers, your email campaigns, and having that uh, whole plan in place uh, can really help boost your presence. Advertising is definitely going to be uh, the point that you're, you are going to start to boost the existing performance of your campaign, but it's not going to be the main channel. The main channel is going to be your community and the influencers. Um, and then advertising, email, other social activities, um, PR especially, is going to be like very much extras. Um, so definitely so, plan accordingly. And, and that's the reason like BAYC has like a lot of influencers into their project like a lot yeah yeah and start figuring out those partnerships and building that community early on 
um, because, well, but you also, in order to build the community, you have to keep them engaged. So you have to give them something during the time that they're waiting for your project to go live, right? So uh, you have to have enough of those campaign components uh, before you actually do that public launch. Let's say like someone is dropping 10K NFTs into the market. And within the next 24 hours, what's the best strategy someone can use to sold out their whole collection in just 24 hours? So one of the biggest campaigns we have done that was very short term, and that was also about 48 hours, which is okay, it's not 24 hours, but also was pretty short term. Uh, while we built the community, we had a huge email list. We have 55,000 subscribers on the oh. email list. So, so there was a part of like teaser or kind of like a pre? Yeah, yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a teaser, teaser campaign. And the pre-sale was like 50 million in sale, not a pre-sale. So that was cool. And um, that was absolutely awesome. That I think was my most successful one. Um, but yeah, we had a huge email list. Um, we were building the community about for like three months. Um, diff different events, um, live AMAs, uh, Q&As, um, YouTube events, Twitter events, um, updates every day um, to the community. Like those are some of the things we were doing. Um, but uh, very minimal PR. We did do lots of ads though. Uh, so that's a bit of advertising and that's how we were growing that email list and the community list, um, which was an add-on to the community, basically. There's, those were two were linked. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, but eventually that email campaign, uh, and I think there were five sequences during those 48 hours. So people got a series of email follow-ups based on the actions that they would take or not take. Um, that was built for that huge email list that eventually converted. So yeah, it, it's just like building up partnerships, building up your email list, growing the community, and then adding the other channels on top of it to, to boost it up and then go, go big. And usually, actually, those short-term um, sales are really good idea because um, there is this, you know, moments uh, that are like oh i don't want to wait and waste this time i have to catch it now because then i'm going to lose this opportunity it's not going to be available tomorrow it's not going to be available a week after so i have to figure it out now but you need to prepare the audience for the dates with a countdown with teasers so you have to tell them that day is actually coming very soon and you'll only have 24 hours or whatever number of hours to actually get in so you have to prepare for that. It's not like, hey, we are going live in five minutes. You want to join? <laughs> so that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's not a small thing to get the whole collection to be sold in eight hours or 15 hours or 12 hours. Like it should be taking a lot from many months, you know. That's it, I guess. Do you have any best advice for anything into Web3? Any last steps? Any best advice you would like to share to the audience you know like who is getting started into web3 or even getting into programmatic advertising but just getting into advertising and so on so let's say to build your email list uh if you don't want to spend too much money on advertising uh using like events IQ from gross channel can be a good way because it's like literally 20 cents per email so maybe cheaper than doing an ads uh campaign uh if you want to grow the email list faster uh, for your web free campaign um, but uh, overall definitely like get started early figure out who you're going to sell to and how uh, you're going to sell with what content and what channels before you definitely 
like at least three months before you launch <laughs> so that you can have the time to build a community and figure out all those channels and do the prep work. The prep work is the most important. It's more than definitely more than 50% of your success. So yeah. if you don't have that in place, then most probably you'll not succeed. So just make sure you start early. As well, Marie, thanks. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing for this bunch of insights. Like, I guess I love that. Um, it's been awesome. So thanks for being on the show once again, you know. Thank you, Rahit.